out of Egypt. So by the end of the book of Genesis, you've got Jacob's family all, all down in Egypt. There were about 70 people in total that went down to Egypt. But remember, there, there were promises that God had made to Abraham that he, he wouldn't just have like a lot of offspring. He would have innumerable offspring, like the stars in the sky in uh, Genesis 15. Also other things like dust of the earth, sand by the sea. But in Genesis 15, when God made that promise to Abraham, he also made a covenant with Abraham. And in that covenant, God said something very specific. He said that Abraham's offspring would end up being in a foreign land, so not in the land of Canaan, and that they would be there and they would be oppressed and they would be there for 400 some years. Well, now you've got, at the end of Genesis, Abraham's offspring, about 70 in total, headed down to Egypt. And they're there and they're blessed, right? Because Joseph has actually been used by God to save Egypt and to save uh, the world at this time, and, and especially the line. But as time goes along, at the beginning of the book of Exodus, the second book in the Bible, the people of Israel just multiply over and over and over and over again. Years and years, generations are going by, and now they're they're like going to outnumber the people in Egypt. And so the Egyptian leadership comes up with different plans to try to stop all of these offspring. So, I mean, they're, they're trying to kill the babies, especially the baby boys, in lots of different ways, leading eventually to throwing them into the Nile River. Well, in that story, one particular Hebrew son, baby boy, Jewish baby boy, Israelite, all the same thing, uh, Moses, uh, gets put out into the water and one of the daughters of Pharaoh actually finds him and she, I believe she's the one who gives him the name Moses because she drew him out of the water and she takes care of this one and, and, and so here the daughter of Pharaoh rescuing one of these Hebrew boys taking care of him and our attention is drawn to this young man Moses. Well Whatever's going on in Moses' life, by the time he's about 40 years of age, he's starting to think, maybe, maybe I'm here because my God put me here to help my people. And so one day he sees uh, an Egyptian kind of hurting one of the Israelite people, and he, and he actually kills the Egyptian, hides him. But soon after that, it becomes known. Moses realizes he's been found out, and so he runs. He runs away. And for 40 years, Moses spends time out in like the wilderness. And, uh, <clears throat> and with, but, it, but there he finds a wife and uh, lives with his family, with uh, his father-in-law. But around 40 years later, Moses is out. He's a shepherd. <coughs> and he finds a bush. And the bush is burning, but it's not being consumed. And so he says, I'm going to turn aside. I'm going to see what's going on here. And the God of Israel meets with Moses on the mountain and calls Moses to go down and deliver the people out of Egypt. Moses doesn't want to go. He thinks he can't talk. Who's, who, who am I? And God just says, I will be with you. That's what matters, that I will be with you. I will help you to be able to do this. Eventually, though reluctantly at first, Moses does it. He, God grants him a request, and so Moses' brother 
is able to come along with him and they're going to go down together, Moses and Aaron. They go down and they tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, one of the most powerful people in all the world, Yahweh, the God of Israel, is saying to you, let my people go so that they can serve me. And, and Pharaoh's like, well, who is Yahweh that I should listen to him? I'm not letting these people go. So God starts sending one plague, one sign after another, one judgment after another on the people of Egypt until Pharaoh finally decides after the last of the plagues to let the people go. And the last one was that God took the life of the firstborn sons of all the people in Egypt. But yet he spared the firstborn of all the people of Israel. If the people of Israel sacrificed a lamb, God and, and put the blood on their doors, the death angel would pass by and would pass over those who had the blood of the lamb on their doors. And so the people of Israel are spared. The Egyptians face horrible, horrible death and suffering through this. And through judgment, God delivers his people out of Egypt. But what we find out throughout this story is that God wants to be known. And he is doing this stuff specifically, prolonging, prolonging Pharaoh's life, doing all of these wonders because God wants his glory and his name and his fame to be known, seen, and spread over all the land. And so even after the Egyptians send out the Israelites, they, God hardens Pharaoh's heart one more time so that Pharaoh chases after them. And all of Pharaoh's chariots chase after the people of Israel. And, and God actually then splits the Red Sea so that the people of Israel can go across. And then the Egyptians chase after them. But they get stuck in the sea and God swallows them up and destroys them all in the sea. And when the people of Israel are safe on the other side and they see the Egyptians dead on the seashore and they realize that God is a God who fights for them. They're not just fighting for God. God is fighting for them. When they see this, they believe in the Lord and they believe in his servant Moses. And when they realize that they have been delivered by the mighty hand of God out of slavery, they sing. Because that's what saved people do. They sing. That's the story of the Exodus leading to the song in Exodus chapter 15.